When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, new customers, you're going to make a $5 NFL playoff bet all divisional round weekend. And if your team wins, of course, you get $200 in free bets from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, you are missing out on all the excitement here at the corner of Colfax and York because this is kind of the epicenter for the Martin Luther King Day parade here in Denver. Starbucks is giving out uh, free hot chocolates right outside of our building. I thought we were going to be taking credit for that. That was something that (laughs) Susie and Patrick set up for the DNVR Rockies listeners. But, I mean, all right, we can give Starbucks their credit. They're just doing out of the kindness of their own hearts. Yeah, and I mean, they've got the branded, um, like, awnings, the tents. That's what they have going on. Yeah, so there's, there's Starbucks branding. It's very clear that Look, bottom them. line, if we, can't get our, if we can't get our trip to Venezuela going, can we at least get a branded tent? Like, that's, you know what I mean? Help us out here, Help folks. us out. Um, we're both wearing backwards caps. Look at us. Celebrating National Hat Day a day late. So, happy National Hat Day to you as well. Last weekend was <laughs> National Bobblehead day uh so what would this ne- the next weekend be if we had bobblehead day mm-hmm. and national hat day this past weekend national national high socks with the green pants day exactly that's exactly <laughs> what it is and then the next one is just national hot dog day look it is uh, it's the start of a hall of fame week it's and it's yes. it's one of those long weeks because it's a little it's more than a week, week. Monday and, and Tuesday, we finally have the announcement. In fact, we have to make an announcement about the announcement because we're having a watch party yeah, down what ta- at the what DNVR time? What it's time is that down. watch party? Well, 4 p.m. is the announcement on MLB Network. So we're going to open the doors about 3.30. Folks to get in, get their food going. We're going to get ready to rock and roll. It's before a Nuggets game. We've, we've got the whole team on it, Susie. We are ready to rock and roll. Wait, is that we 4 p.m. To worry about. Mountain Time or 4 p.m. Eastern? 4 p.m. our time. We're really? going to be rocking and rolling. It's going to be fantastic. Right now, Todd Helton's at 70, 79.4%. I think he's at a higher spot than Larry Walker was at. Wow. I can't, look, well, we've got all week to kind of to break it down, but... Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. It's going to be close regardless, and uh, we're all going to be close at the DNVR bar when uh, when we have this watch party next week. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for it. We've got some some Rockies news. We've got our retweet rewind to go back uh, the best of of Twitter. But Susie, I thought we're talking about Todd Helton. Mm-hmm. The Todd Helton fact of the day. We're gonna have one every day this week. Oh, this is really exciting, and also Todd Helton deserves it. He does, right? And for anyone that goes, well, I don't know that he does. Well, that's why we've got our Todd Helton fact of the day. We're so, here to prove to- you otherwise if you don't agree with us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You just need to listen to, like the first 10 minutes of the show. Then you could turn us off. But you'll be able to convince all your family and friends of why Todd Helton is a Hall of Famer. Now, he holds eight of the most notable and most obvious hitting records in Colorado Rockies franchise history. Most hits, 2,500 plus, most mm-hmm. homers. 
doubles, walks, runs scored, RBI or RBIs, depending on your religion. Games RBI, played. RBI, Patrick, please do not insult my culture. Or it's a religion, it's a culture. It's a little bit of both, right? Games played, obviously, total bases. Now, the interesting thing is he has he walked 1,335 times, mm -hmm. which, uh, Susie, do you have a guess? So the person who's second all-time in franchise history, maybe, you know, maybe it's Nolan, maybe it's Cargo, could be Larry Walker. In fact, it is Larry Walker. But my question to you is, how many walks about do you think Larry Walker has if Todd Helton has the record with 1,300 plus? It's so ironic that Walker is not number one. I feel like his walk total is a lot lower than Todd Helton's, like significantly lower, like half. It, you would be right. If, if you were to guess 1,000, I think most people probably go, well, all right, you know, Helton played in Colorado a little bit longer, you know, doesn't have the MVP uh, on his pedigree like Larry Walker did. So, you know, maybe 800, 900, maybe 1,000. Yeah, it's less than half, 584. He walked 185 times intentionally in his career, talking mm -hmm. about Todd Helton. Mm -hmm. Second place is less than half of that. Still Larry Walker with 71. Bottom line, when you tell the history of baseball, because that's what the Hall of Fame is supposed to be. Yes. When you tell the history of the game of baseball, you of course have to discuss the Colorado Rockies and no player better represents the franchise than number 17. That's exactly. It. Help. You know what? That is well said, Patrick. Well said. Thank you. I, I tip my cap, but I, I can't. I've got a headset on, so I can't actually. Uh, we don't want to see your hat hair. Your hat hair gets real chaotic, and I'm just not ready for it on this Monday morning. <laughs> I, I feel privileged uh, to have hat hair because when my hair was just really long, it, it's impossible. It just becomes a bird's nest. So now, you know what? A little disheveled <laughs> hat hair is healthy. Now, um, we've, got, we've got five or six shows before the, the big uh, announcement, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of highlight some players that are on the ballot uh, in addition to our, our Hilton uh, fact of the day for Hall of Fame week. I want to preview two players. And there, there's a reason why I want to look at two players every day as we lead towards the announcement. Because okay. uh, on the ballots for the BBWA, which I'm a member of, but I don't have a vote. you got to be uh, in it for 10 years, and then you can vote. So you'll get there, but just not yet. I'm, I'm counting the days. It's like... It's like the 2031 ballot, so guys who retire in like 2026. Yes, I, I can't wait. It, it'll be exciting. But of course, everyone like has their own ballot. And if you get 75% or more, boom, you get in uh, from the voting population. If you go, actually go back and look, and, and we've kind of discussed this before, if you go back and look, there are, there are numerous players who never got in on their first ballot, like Yogi Berra and like Joe DiMaggio. You'd go, it took him like four tries to get in, and you go, he's like this all-time great. Yeah, those are, yeah, those are big names. Those are names yeah. that people who don't even know anything about baseball know about. Precisely. It's going to be the same thing with A-Rod, because I've said A-Rod is, is our modern-day Joe DiMaggio, and A-Rod's still waiting. We know why, but it also doesn't matter. Once you're in, you're in. The fact that it took Larry Walker 10 years, he had matters to him, matters to his family. He had to wait around, as, as did all of his teammates, you know, for that, that big moment in the spotlight. But he's a Hall of Famer now. No one can take that away from him. It can't be undone. But if you go back and look historically at the guys' names who are on the ballot. There's anywhere from about 15 to 25 guys that end up in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. They don't all get voted in. Some of them get in through the veterans committees, like Fred McGriff did. Uh, mm -hmm. We saw down at the winter meetings. So guys will eventually get in. That being said, there are 10 Hall of Famers on this ballot. Who are they? We'll talk about two for the next five days. And Susie, you'll like where we're going to start off because we're going to talk about infielders. And we got to start with one of the best third basemen of his generation, former Philadelphia Philly, Scott Rowland. Big Scott Rowland fan back in the day, a little bit before your time. I mean, I was going to say a Philly, little. His Philly era was maybe a little before your time. His Philly era was a little before my time. That was before I was like really, really paying attention. Um, but yeah, I mean, we love to see, I love to see a former Philly. I'm excited for people in the comments to be like, Susie, please stop talking about the Phillies. I didn't insert this one in there. This was Patrick. Okay, please. Yes. That was me. Yes. I love, I love throwing the blame at you and throwing your, uh, your, your Twitter, your Twitter uh, handle out there to, for people to reach out to you in the DMs. No, it was, that was on me. I did bring up a Philly player uh, mm -hmm. in Scott Rowland. He, uh, the best defensive third baseman since Brooks Robinson, uh, at least he was until Nolan Arenado came around. 17-year yeah. career with Phillies, Cardinals, Blue Jays, Reds, eight-time Gold Glove Award winner at third base, seven-time All-Star, 1997 Rookie of the Year, won the 2006 World Series with St. Louis, where he hit 421 uh, against Detroit. The knock on him is that he wasn't a huge offensive player. He wasn't only one Silver Slugger mm -hmm. Award at third base. He was also playing around, you know, with, with Chipper Jones there uh, in the same division for much of his career. Barely over 2,000 hits and 300 home runs, but... Uh, according to Jaws, we've talked about it before, Susie, Jaws, do you, do you like Jaws? Are you a fan of Jaws when it the comes shark? to trying to figure out if, if a player should be in the Hall of Fame or not using Jaws? Um, I would like for you to really like explain Jaws to me because I'm not always the, I'm not the stats person over here. So Jaws is an acronym for, uh, I actually don't remember what, the, the, what all the letters stand <laughs> for because there are so many where it changes, like Zips is is for Dan Zimborski, but Dan Zimborski's name doesn't start with a Z, it starts with an S. So it's actually S Zips. But it doesn't go by that. So anyway, Jaws is basically a win share WS projection system uh, by Jay Jaffe of Fangraphs. Mm -hmm. Love that AJ uh, is is a big Scott Rowland fan there. Yes, uh, AJ. he's an Astro guy. Yeah, so that's good. He's an Astro guy, but you know what? He's got love for Scott Rowland. Uh, and anyway, he basically came up with a system to say, how can we rank all of these different Hall of Famers from different eras, from different positions against one another? So let's just, let's focus them all position by position. Where do they rank? And again, you can, you know, uh, extract some data from that and say, hey, what's the average Hall of Famer? Uh, where are they at according to Jaws or, or wins above replacement? Things of that nature. So that kind of gives you a feeling. It's by no means a be-all, end-all. But if you're struggling for those you know, kind of being able to, to, to read through the numbers, because there are a lot of them, Jaws does a good job of saying, hey, bottom line, this guy was so good all time at his position. And when it comes to Scott Rowland, he's the 10th best third baseman of all time, according Dang. to Jaws. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that as a measure of, you know, how deserving someone is to be in the Hall of Fame. And of course, there's other things that go into it, but yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good system for kind of figuring all that. He's ahead of Edgar Martinez, um, Hall of Famer, more of a DH guy, but put him at third base. Behind Paul Molitor, uh, of course, people are going to want to know, well, where's Nolan Arenado right now? His career's not over, so, I mean, again, he, you continue to rise up on the list. But already right now, Nolan Arenado, the 19th best third baseman of all time, according to Jaws, and that's three ahead of Manny Machado. So that's good that? for someone who is still actively playing? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I was gonna say, sure. is he, like, is he, does he rank? I'm, I'm assuming he's ranking the highest among people who are still playing. Among active third baseman, Evan Longoria is actually ahead of him by one notch. No, oh, what? But again, wow. Going forward, whose career would you rather have? Right. Yeah. Back. Yeah. So active, he's second, but we know he's he's trending upward and. He'll, he'll, he'll continue. So among third basemen, yeah, he, uh, he probably by the end of this year, we'll, we'll be able to say that uh, Nolan is, uh, is the greatest active third baseman. Uh, another guy who was pretty active, he enjoyed riding motorcycles and washing his boats, uh, was Jeff Kent. Do you, know, do you know a ton about Jeff Kent, or do you only know him from Survivor? He was on Survivor. I that? never watched Survivor, <laughs> um, so I really don't know anything about <laughs> Kent. <laughs> Yeah, he's, a, he's interesting for, for numerous reasons. Uh, probably one of the few guys who actually stood up to Barry Bonds. So for that reason, you would think a lot of writers would, would love this guy. But then when Barry Bonds wasn't around, he was still kind of, you know, a little bit uh, of an aggravated, uh, angry kind of fellow. Also a 17-year career. Toronto, Mets, Cleveland. Giants is where people most know him, especially from that 2000 National League MVP that mm -hmm. uh, he got over Todd Helton. Five-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slug Award winner. Good postseason numbers, including three homers in that 2002 World Series where the Giants did lose to Bud Black's Los Angeles Angels of California, Anaheim, West Coastians. Yeah, I forget that's exactly. the, that was the name that year. Yeah. Yeah, that year it was. That right. year. Yeah. It changed in mid-season two, which was really strange. Uh, he technically didn't win a World Series ring. Like if you go on his baseball reference page, they show you the postseason play, and then they'll put a little you know gold ring next to it. But he was on the 1992 Toronto Blue Jays. He just happened to get traded at the deadline as a young player for David Cohn. Mm. So we we love talking about guys who get a World Series ring for just showing up for a little while. He was there for you know about half the season. So I would think Jeff Kent would at least have a 92 World Series ring, 290 career average. 377 total home runs, 351 of those came at second base, most by a second baseman all time. So he's actually ahead of, of Robinson Cano um, as far as Hall of Famers. He is, if he were to get in, he would have the most by 74 home runs over Ryan Sandberg amongst Hall of Famers uh, hitting home runs at second base. 20 homers, 100 RBI at second base for six straight years. Think about that. That's what B-Rod is, is hoping to get to. Yeah. 20 homers, 100 RBI, you go, that is peak B-Rod. Also going to win a couple Golden Gloves. And then doing that for six straight years, that's that's Hall of Fame worthy uh, in my book. Uh, yeah, that's impressive. It is, right? I think amongst post-expansion players who spent uh, their careers at second base, only Craig Biggio, who has 3,000 hits, Roberto Alomar, Robinson Cano, and Joe Morgan have gotten more hits than him. So, you know, he was kind of a compiler, I think, in some ways. I think that's the knock on him. Like, his peak years weren't as peaky as others. Jaws doesn't actually like him a ton. 21st all-time hmm. amongst second basemen. So not great. He's actually behind Dustin Pedroia and Ian Kinsler. At first glance, Susie, Pedroia and Kinsler, would you say they're Hall of Famers? Or are they kind of cusp guys that you'd have to think about a little bit more? You know, I feel like when I hear Pedroy, I feel like he is a Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kinsler's more of a more of a. Kinsler would you give him a, a little, maybe, or would you? I would no give him a maybe. I'd give him a maybe. I want to hear the yeah, arguments. They're, they're I want to. I want to see guys. Patrick uh, compile the stats, and then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're both like maybe guys, and so you go. I, I'm saying Kent, yes, and according to Jaws, Kent's actually behind two guys that I wouldn't 
you know, they don't have my vote as of right now. I also don't need to vote for them. They're also not on the ballot yet. That's one of the great things about staying on the ballot and getting those, those 5% so that you can stay on it so people can continue to talk and learn. Like how many people four or five years ago said, no, Todd Helton's not a Hall of Famer, done that over time and, and having conversations in us talking about it in numerous other Rockies podcasts and people discussing Todd Helton, MLB Network to go, crap, you know what? I think I maybe misjudged this guy. So I've, I've got that homework to do on Pedroia in Kinsler for sure, but, but Kent is behind that. Uh, he is ahead of Hall of Famers Bobby Doerr and Nellie Fox. This was my favorite thing here. Uh, and Susie, I want to know if you've heard this phrase before. So Jaffe in his write-up for Jeff Kent talked about okay. a trade where he went from uh, the Mets to Cleveland for Carlos Baerga. And he said, quote, he was traded to Cleveland in a four-player deal that sent Carlos Baerga to New York. The Mets, on the other hand, caught a falling knife in Baerga. Have you does... ever heard that phrase before? I have never. Patrick, what does that mean? I don't know. I mean, I have an idea. If you catch a falling knife, like you instinctually want to catch something that's dropping, but then when you do it to try to help and aid the situation out, you then in turn hurt yourself. I have never heard that, but I've I love that. Never heard that phrase before, and maybe I'll start using it. I wonder if that's like an old-fashioned way of saying, like, "Hey, could you jump on that grenade?" So I wonder mm. if that, that's like an early Jersey yeah. Shore phrase terminology. Hey, could you jump on that grenade? Could you catch that falling knife for me? I'm oh, wondering okay, if maybe I that's see. Genesis, the general idea for something like that. Welcome to the Falling Knife Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. That actually sounds amazing. Although if I heard that, I don't know what that podcast would be about. Like, it'd probably have to be a, a murder mystery show. Ooh, a spooky. It, yes, yeah. or just a mystery. We're, we're going to get to the bottom of the mystery of why Todd Helton's not in the Hall of Fame. But hopefully we don't have to talk about that much longer because we are going to have a watch party down at the DNVR bar uh, on January 24th, 3.30. Come down to the bar. It's going to be popping off. Uh, whether you're there for that event and that watch party or any other time, you're at the confluence of Colfax and York. You know you get 15% off when you're a diehard. Of course, you get 20% off uh, at the DNVR Locker. DNVRLocker.com is where you go for that. You can get tailgates, party bus tickets. You're also getting 20% off that. Diehards only. Discord. Uh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. It's the way to go. The DNVR.com. And you get that free shirt each and every year. You are a diehard. NFL playoff action continues. Susie's feeling good. Eagles did not lose. As I predicted, it's the one NFL prediction I had right, barely. Um, but the Eagles one did step not play this Super weekend. <laughs> uh, one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And uh, now we're in the divisional round. Now the Eagles are up this weekend, Susie. Now you got mm -hmm. a whole week. Saturday to sweat night. It out. Are you sweating it out? Am I what? Are you sweating it out, the Eagles game this weekend? You know, a little bit, but I feel like the Eagles can take the Giants so easily. So I'm I'm not too concerned, but, you know, I'm, I won't be calm until the game has been played. But I will be having that, a – I usually have a football brunch when the Eagles are in playoffs, but uh, I guess it's a little – it'll be more like a, a dinner party. It'll be nice. It'll be fancy. You're invited. Oh, is, is, it the, is it the later game on the slate uh, yeah. on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Six o'clock mountain right. time. I feel like you're going to be anxious. You might be ripping vapes like Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel, like just stressing out a little bit. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, but don't stress with DraftKings Sportsbook because they're going to make it super easy for you. All you got to do is place a $5 bet when you use promo code DNVR. And when your team wins this weekend in the divisional round, you're going to get yourself $200 in free bets instantly, all new and existing customers. So this is for everybody. You've got those bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped up, same game parlays. 
boost all of your NFL winnings with each leg that you add because the more that you do, it's going to boost you up to 100%. It's the way to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR. New customers, all you got to do is bet $5 on any NFL team this weekend, and when they win, you get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, only with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank All right, DraftKings Sport Pick of the Week. Susie, they've got baseball bets on there now. They've got big baseball bets. Oh, okay. It's feeling like, can we officially call this preseason? We can. We can. Yeah. I like, you know what? I like that because yeah. I, it, it doesn't drive me crazy, but it's always funny when people talk about spring training. They're like, ah, you know, training camp, preseason. We don't call it that. No. But now we can call this time of year preseason. Because we're getting ready for the season. If we can make bets on the season, this is preseason. All right. Preseason comes before spring training, comes before the regular season. And I got a great one for you. Um, so you, okay. could, you could do Cy Young Award winner, Rookie of the Year, MVP. And we'll, we'll get to those. They've got season specials all along. But I love this one. It's first-time World Series winner. So that means if you go yes, you get all of the teams that have never won a World Series before. If you say no, you get all the teams that already have. So if you say yes, it's plus 330. Ooh. That's a good pay. If you say no, it's minus 425. So your payout is practically minuscule. Yeah. So you triple your money if you say yes, and that's where I'm going. You triple a, your money. What an interesting bet. Oh, I like that. For these six teams, Susie, you get the Rockies. Okay, mm -hmm. they're the one team that you don't have to – well, I should say you shouldn't expect them to come through on your bet. But all of the other teams, five of the six teams, nearly half of the postseason teams could be teams that have never won a World Series. You would get that with my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, plus 330. Yes, first-time winners. You get Brewers, Rays, Rangers, Mariners, Padres. Those are all teams Dang. that are in the hunt and going for, towards the postseason. If any of them win, plus 330 on that. I love this bet. It's very fun, above yeah. all else. Oh, I low-key love this one, too. Yeah, because some of those teams are trending upward. They are heating up. Absolutely. Uh, you talked on Friday. Love Friday show. Another Thank banger, Suzy show on Friday. Yeah. Talking about all the different report dates. February 15th, pitchers and catchers. So we're less than a month away from that, which is exciting here on January 16th. Uh, February 20th, rest of the team reports. And then Saturday, February 25th, boom, first spring training game. Like the, guy, the, the, the position players report to camp, and then they've got a game in like five days. It's, I love that. that that's I, amazing. I'm so excited. And also, like, these are pitchers and catchers report in less than a month. Like, this is happening. It is on. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get down to Phoenix. I can't wait to figure out when we're going down to Phoenix, more importantly. But this is just seeing these dates that are so close has me so excited for spring training. Yeah, yeah it, it keeps you warm. It keep, on those cold days, yes. you're like, it's, it, now it's one month away. Like, it's, we're January. We just got to get to February. It, it's, it's the carrot, right? Where you got a carrot right in front of you. It's being dangled in front of me. The preseason carrot is what we've got going on. Uh, all defensive prospects team was uh, was named uh, last week. Michael Tolia, Ezekiel Tovar, first base and shortstop. And Drew Romo uh, made it as a catcher, which 
uh, is pretty darn fantastic. So I was uh, I was happy to see those guys getting their recognition. We talked to uh, Kyle Glazer last week from Baseball America. Again, farm system is really promising. People feeling really good uh, about the future of the franchise. We're going to have to wait. That's the frustrating part. And it, and it will feel like a very long time to wait for the Rockies to be relevant again. Uh, but it could be sooner than later. Uh, they, they've got a plan. They're sticking to it. And the defense will be strong. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we got a comment from Christian asking our predictions for the World Baseball Classic. And I think you wanted to talk about this a little bit anyway, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. We're, we'll have some guests on for that. I talked to some of the coaches uh, down at the winter meetings for the, the World Baseball Classic. Amazing. I mean, maybe I, I'm going to go out with, uh, you know what, right now, I, I really think Mars has a good shot to win the World Baseball Classic. Patrick, they don't qualify. It's the World Baseball Classic. Not Great the Britain Galaxy. Not the Milky Way Baseball Classic. Damn. So Great Britain qualified, but the Martians, they could not get their squad together. No. That's a, that's a shame. No, I, I'm excited. Like, <laughs> any, anybody can win this tournament. Because, again, baseball yeah. is, is that crapshoot where it's like it's 50-50. It's you get into the postseason, you're not guaranteed anything. You know, it used to be that the best team, the team with the best record, would typically win the World Series. Mm -hmm. And then once more teams started getting in there, it's just really about uh, that momentum thing uh, that some people like to, to, to talk about a lot. And if you, if you lose that momentum, that's it. You, you don't win the World Series. And... And you're, you're somewhat of a failure in that sense. Mm -hmm. So with the World Baseball Classic, man, you just got to get hot at the right time. I'm not even sure how many games you have to win. It's not a lot. It's probably something like five or six games, which seems so small when you think about how long a baseball season is, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a, it's a very different animal than a, an MLB regular season or even an MLB postseason. Yeah, Christian, I like, uh, again, asking about – um, the World Baseball Classic. Team USA does take a hit. We talked about it last week uh, on Thursday's show, the fact about Trevor Story, you know, needing that uh, sort of modified Tommy John surgery that will keep him out. Uh, that also means he's off Team USA. So that big yeah. reunion of Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado and not Kyle happening. Freeland on the Hill will not happen. But I'm going to throw out there, maybe, based apropos of nothing, Brendan Rogers, Team USA, Second base. Who says no, Susie? And why not? We've got a gold glover here. Let's put him in. He deserves it. And also, who's going to be better at that spot than Brendan Rodgers? I think it's a no-brainer to get him on that roster. Rodgers, Arenado, Freeland, reunited. It's fantastic. I looked it up. I had to. I go, now, Arenado and Rodgers definitely overlapped. Obviously, in spring training. You know, they're both members of the same organization. But what about at the big league level? How much have they played together? So 2021 is the season Arenado gets dealt. So in 2020, it's a pandemic-shortened season. Mm -hmm. They only played three games together in That's the starting line. such a small number. I'm kind of surprised, but I don't really remember I, a lot of 2020. Yeah, no, no, no one does. Yeah. 2019, they did play a lot more together, um, mostly at second and third base. There were two games where Rodgers was at short and Arenado mm -hmm. was at third base, but only 14 games in 2019. So there are only 17 games in which Rodgers and Arenado started together. They overlap, but when you think about this, this super infield that the Rockies had for so many years and these two guys being 
you know, some of the some of the better Rockies players in the infield the last few years. It's wild to think that they were only on the field together to start 17 times from basically 2019 to 2020 or even 2018. Yeah. You know, Rodgers got hurt a lot in the minors, so unfortunately mm -hmm. he couldn't get up sooner. You know, but you can tell that they're still such great friends. Even at the gold glove ceremony, you know, late last year, they were standing next to each other in the picture. You can tell they're still buds. They would have that good chemistry, that good teammate chemistry. So I think it would be a great move. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down for that. That would that would be really exciting. We'll um, probably get some more news about yeah. World Baseball Classic coming up. Um, can I mention um, something I heard on MLB Network this morning? Please. Um, something that we have talked about on this show. Well, you've talked about it more, but they were talking about what are the Red Sox going to do to replace Trevor Story? You know, we're talking about replacing him in the World Baseball Classic. Red Sox have a whole season to get through. Um, the name Jose Iglesias came up on their broadcast, and they're like, oh, but like he is just not the caliber of player, no offense, as Trevor Story. And I was like, you know, we've been talking about this. Clearly they're watching. Yeah, yeah, they're going through in Boston what Rockies fans had to go through last year. Like, yeah. wait, we're going from Story to Iglesias? Again, Iglesias was fun. And at least for us, we got to – you know, besides get to know him in the clubhouse and all those things and get to know his personality, very mm -hmm. witty, all of those all those other things, uh, has an infatuation with the color yellow. <laughs> um, don't forget <laughs> that. I will not. Uh, but then we got to learn the story. And again, it, ha it happened very much of the time about, you know, his father passing away and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I, I was going to say that Boston can't do that because he was already a member of the Red Sox. So they've sort of had that time. Mm -hmm. But they haven't because his father actually passed away between his time on the Red Sox to uh, to the Rockies. So he's a uh, different so guy now. You know, he's he's been through something big and something really upsetting. So uh, he's yeah. a he might very well be a different person. He's been through some life changing events in the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Elvis Andrews is another one of those kind of shortstops uh, that they're they're looking at. Look, I tell you what, you can you can go to some life changing events thanks to game time tickets because go. they've got seats that make it incredibly easy to score uh, seats, standing room only, floor seats, whatever it is, to events that you never thought or ever imagined that you could possibly get. 50-yard line, down on the floor for an NBA game, game time tickets has that. Susie and I have, we've been using it for close to a decade now at this point. No, in fact, it is a decade. 2013 was my first Red Rock show, and I used game time tickets. So join us and over 15 million folks who've downloaded the game time app and you can score the best seats to all your favorite events. Use the link in our description to save. And I think going forward, we're going to have to, maybe we'll, we'll do this tomorrow. We'll look at some of the prices for Rockies tickets because there's not very many games that you could get tickets to right now that cost more than about like 13 bucks. Like it's, that's literally where we're at. Interesting. Okay. Game. We have to scope out the best deals right now. Yeah. I'll get on it. I'll get on it. Nice. That's it. your your assignment if you choose to accept it. My homework. Uh, I'll do my homework probably. Look, you you accepted the assignment on Friday to the the big Breck Brew unveiling yes. of Mile High Golden Ale. I mean, it's their newest thing that they've got going on. The can looks amazing. It's made with 100% renewable ener energy, 100% uh, Colorado ingredients by a 100% Colorado company. They support they support us. We're a Colorado company. It looked like an amazing event. Susie, it was probably even better than how it looked, right? 
Oh, it was actually so much fun. Um, and I know a lot of like our coworkers brought friends. So like the crowd was popping. The Nuggets game itself was so fun. The beer was great. Um, the cans were just like flying out of the bar. I think we ended up selling out of cans like, you know, kind of early in the night, but it was still on draft. Wow. So that's okay. Yeah. But the, I mean, the cans are the star of the show, that logo. It's beautiful. I wish you could see the, I've got a box of the beer in front of me, but I can't really reach it to pick it up. You know what the logo looks like. It's good. That, that throwback rainbow nuggets logo, my favorite logo. Did you get your shirt? I did. I actually I left it here at the bar, though, so I don't know if I actually still have a shirt, but did I buy one? Yes. Did I have one at some point? Yes. All right, so you're saying there's an Easter egg somewhere in the office, and if I get it before you, I get the rights to a very tight T-shirt on me. Yes. And if I choose to wear, I will wear because I need to get one of those shirts. They, they are absolutely fantastic and when you talk about fantastic and you talk about revolutionary you got to talk about the dispensary that's changing the game right now that's jive hive yes. j-i-v-e just like jive and hive is h-y-v-e they're making it super easy for you right now to explore all of the benefits of cannabis with privacy and security that's something that i value a lot uh, over a lot of other things and they, they allow you to do it from the comfort of your own home, which is something else that I really value. Uh, as of right now, I'm in the comfort of my own home. I don't have to fight traffic. I don't have to deal with lines. Uh, absolutely no one gets in your business or mine when you're, you or I were using Jive Hive. Uh, it's a virtual dispensary on wheels. It's Uber Eats for weed. That's it. Visit Jive Hive, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E, for anything you can imagine like convenience and pricing. They got lower costs because it's not a brick and mortar store. They're not paying that overhead. Privacy and security, like I said. Um, it's job sensitive for you. So lawyers, doctors, if you want to avoid coworkers, et cetera, like you got all of those options. And you got no issues with driving in snow or bad weather. It's that time of year where that's going to happen. You don't have to worry about that. All you got to do is just visit Jive Hive, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E, and get yours delivered the same day and scheduled delivery window and they'll be there just to say hi get it yeah haha ha, i get it and yeah get we've it. got the qr code up there so if you're if you have multiple devices which i'm assuming you do you can scan that on your phone and get to their site super easy yeah. scan it tell them large marge sent you and they're they're gonna hook you up in uh, an incredibly major way susie doesn't get that reference i, I love don't you don't get them i'm just like okay I don't think you need to get that reference. That's okay. It's not one that I'm, I will shame you for. But okay. if you know, you know. Uh, and, and the folks in, in Monument, Falcon, Peyton, these sound like maybe people or things. No, these are cities in Colorado. If you didn't know where you can get Jive Hive, uh, Woodland Park, Security, Widefield, Aurora, Greenwood Village, that's the place to go. Nice. That's the place to be. Patrick, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, just doing a service here. All right. Todd Held. Let's talk about him again. Retweet, rewind. Okay. Here we go. The best of Twitter. We're rewinding the retweets. Love this graphic that we've got. Love looking back at the things that have gone down on Twitter while we That's still it. have Twitter. We, we asked folks about, you know, their, their favorite Todd Helton statistic that you think kind of makes the case the best. No one really cared about his on-base percentage on the road, which I think is important in the, in the Coors Field conversation. Um, you know, a little support for the fact that he walked more times than struck out. Think about that in mm -hmm. today's game. He walked more than he struck out. His 855 OPS on base plus slugging got some support at 20%, but 58%, one of the biggest runaways we've ever had for one of our polls, 
just the whole package, 316 batting average, 369 home runs, 1,406 RBI. That's a Hall of Famer right there. there those are Hall of Fame numbers, and he yep. better freaking make it next week, or I'm going to riot in the streets of Denver. We talked about uh, dream candidates for general managers. Dream M's. No, that, that, I don't like how they rolled off the tongue. No one cared about John Moselak. Did they know their, his background story of, of being a Colorado kid? Maybe not. Dave Dombrowski, eh, didn't care for him. Wow. People like the idea of literally anyone from Tampa anyone. Bay to Houston. I think we said, what, if you were the clubhouse manager, um, if you're a ball person, <laughs> you know what? Maybe at least, you know, we'll hire you as, as the assistant GM. Then you need to prove yourself, and then you can get promoted. Anyone from the Rays or Astros, yep. 30%. A lot of support I would, there. I would trust a ball girl or a ball boy from the Tampa Bay organization to come in and run some stuff here. Why not? Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. I'm down with that. But Theo Epstein, again, another runaway. Curse breaker. 15%. Like, he's, like, he's been out of the spotlight in a way mm -hmm. since he stepped away from Boston uh, maybe about four years ago. Like, he's, he's out of the spotlight, and yet people still know that name. It's got serious cachet. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Freeland went golfing. I don't know if he was wearing any pins and aces. He went golfing with Larry Walker. There he is with Ashley, living their best life in Cabo San Lucas. Have you ever been there? That's kind of been on my list of places to go. I have been to Cabo. <laughs> I, went, I went last off season. Shocker. It's, it's a good spot. It's, is it friendly for like, you know, US tourists and whatnot? Yeah, it was, it was very like, friendly. You, you probably don't need to know any Spanish when you go down there, I'm guessing, right? Um, no, you know what? I, you, you really don't because they, they know that there's a lot of American tourists coming down there. But I'm still very aggressively learning Spanish. I'm on a 90-day Duolingo streak. There you go. That's it. Thank you. I Tiffany's like clapping for me, by the way. I wish she would clap for me, too. Yeah. Duolingo. Ah! Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Our live studio audience. They're, they're a little slow. Duolingo or Rosetta Stone if you're used to playing Candy Crush. I love it. I mean, that's what it, that's kind of like the crossover. Well, I've used Duolingo before. It's not games or anything. It's, it's legit. I, I, I it's, do like it. It's fun. They make it fun. It's like yeah. as close to a game as you can get while still actually learning things. Uh, I was surprised by the response to the question of who would Rockies fans want to play a round of 18 with the most? Now, you go, that's tough because you go, do you want just the, the person you idolize most? Do you want someone with the best stories? Do you want someone that's just kind of the wildest or the best golfer that can give you tips? Mm -hmm. what, what, how do you view it? Like, what would your goal be if you were, you know, assembling a, a fearsome foursome? You, are you wanting the stories or are you wanting, like, the competition and, and – you know, I feel like I, I feel like first and foremost, I would want good stories. I'd want like that. I would want a great personality. Um, but I feel like the guy who is at the top of the, the pole here kind of has a little bit of everything. Kind of the whole yeah. package. Yeah, that's true. Like that again, Rockies fans know their stuff. Tulo is 11%. He can be a little curmudgeonly, so he, he might be cursing at you, telling you to hurry up. So he didn't get a ton of support there uh, from fans. Cargo, 21%. I thought that would be a lot more. Helton, 27 I, Again, I would have guessed Cargo would have finished ahead of Helton. But Larry Walker, 40%. So, I mean, that, that was it. You're right. He's the guy. He's the legend. He's the only Rockies Hall of Famer right now. Numbers retired. Great personality. And obviously with that, great stories. You can talk about the time where he was on a bus 
as a minor leaguer in the Expos system with Randy Johnson, and because they didn't have the, the same you know rules and they didn't take care of minor leaguers like they do now, it was one bus for the entire team. They're sleeping up in the luggage racks, and the bus gets into an accident. Like He has got stories for days, but more importantly, for 18 holes and maybe 19 holes. If look, if we're t if we're saying who you want to hang out in the 19th hole, I think <laughs> I think that uh, the response to this one could be a little bit different. <laughs> I I love the idea of of making a, a New Year's resolution for fans, and uh, you know what should they do? People didn't really care about watching two innings if they're at the rooftop. I think, you know, we all know it. We get it. We know that's the vibe up there. If you're probably sitting down somewhere else, you're probably looking up at those folks, wanting them to maybe be more impassioned. But only 8% think that you need to watch at least two innings. You you uh, decreased it. Or no, you said you said one inning would probably be enough, right? I, I was like, please, like those people who, a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of the people up at the roof deck, up on the party deck, they're not watching any of the game. It's kind of wild. No, you you were you were right. I, I had two innings. You're like, one inning is good for for these po folks with uh, poor attention spans. Like, Watch I, one I, inning I, challenge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, adults don't bring mitts. Didn't get a ton of support there. Nine percent. A lot of support for stop selling tickets to Dodgers, Giants, Cubs game to to mm -hmm. decrease the invasion. We get that. That was 27%. I support but another that too, runaway. But I like the winner here. Which was? Stop doing the wave with 60% of the vote. Damn. Yeah. That's like the be all end all. Like there are people out there that are going, I want, a, I want the rooftop. I want people to pay attention. I want people to stop selling their tickets to these marquee games. Again, they're getting their money back. They have their right. We get it. It's fine. You're not going to stop it. You, you should, it's fine. But we would like in an ideal world to not get the invasion. And they wanted to vote for those, but when you see he stopped doing the wave, you're like, ah. The, the, Priorities. The lesser, yeah. Priorities. Patrick, have you seen, I know this is, so on the topic of party decks, have you seen the renovations that Cleveland has um, put some renderings out of? They I have are, not seen any of the renderings. I know you talked about it on Friday, and I was like, "Oh, I got got that on my to-do list today." We, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta look at some of the renderings. We gotta like really go in depth on this because it looks like they're turning half of the ballpark into a party deck. It looks beautiful, but it looks like a lot of party deck. You are the uh, the Duchess of the Midwest, or the Duchess of Cleveland, I think, right? Is that <laughs> is that what you go by typically? Um, you know, I would love, I mean, I've only visited Cleveland. I've never lived there, unfortunately. Um, but I, I think I would have to marry the Duke of Cleveland. And I think that's probably one of the hot dog mascots in Cleveland. You've never lived there, unfortunately, unfortunately. is what she said. So folks, gambling is legal in Ohio, DraftKings Sportsbook. When we launch CLVD, <laughs> Susie, have fun enjoying the Guardians. This has been great, but no. So it, it makes me think, like, was, is Cleveland a place where a rooftop would be successful? Is it just an ingenious thing that pretty much any sporting event, any venue like that, it's going to be successful? Or does it have to have, like, the right environment? And if so, is Cleveland one of those environments? Listen, if there's one thing we know about Midwesterners, they love to drink. It's what they live for. So uh, I've been to games at Cleveland, and there there is a great bar area in the outfield, and it's always so busy. So I could see them wanting to kind of build upon that and, like, have some just higher up, nicer options. I think it'll work. I think it'll pan out. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those like foolproof kind of things like at, at, at this point because it's it, it works so well for the Rockies and I, I think they're they're rightfully taking a page uh, out of their book. The page out of Rockies fans book, uh, we, we teased it on Twitter. Who deserves the extension or who's gonna get that next extension? And I was mildly surprised. Bud Black, no, everyone knows he can just ex be extended from year to year to year. Tovar, 25%. So a lot of love for the young guy already saying, hey, mm -hmm. let's kind of keep this guy in, in purple forever. Uh, Herman Marquez, 28%. Brendan Rodgers, 42%. People want Rodgers to stay in Denver for the long haul. Um, I'm wondering if Bill Schmidt went on with his many burners and skewed the vote on that one because we know that he – Rodgers is his guy. <laughs> he picked him I out. so. Well, if, if he's smart, he and someone else who uses an iPad would actually inflate someone else's numbers. Because if Rogers hears about this, and we look, we know he's a loyal listener. Hello to him, Chrissy Volt, you know, the whole family there, mm -hmm. uh, the whole B-Rod crew. We love if the B-Rod crew. he sees these results, yeah, he's going to drive a hard bargain. And so that's going to bring his price up. So really, I'm thinking Marquez is the guy. They're trying to, they're trying to get, they're, they're stuffing the ballot for B-Rod in order to make the negotiations with Marquez a little bit easier. Ooh. That's the conspiracy. Patrick, this is a conspiracy theory. First the it's airport official. and now this. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm down <laughs> for it. We, we do need a list of conspiracies. We've got our list of ways you can get free drinks at the DNVR bar with, you know, all the, the various jerseys, jerseys, and whatnot. We don't have any jerseys for a free drink. We'll have to work on a jersey. You know a what? Because no, anyone can make a jersey, you know? Like, a jersey is not a financial commitment. A jersey is. I want to That's see true. someone who has made a financial commitment to one of our bits in order to get a drink. So jerseys are not going to cut it. I, I do like, I do like a, rewarding a DIY jersey, but we, we just got to figure out what that, that reward is. You're right. It's not the same commitment as that awesome black vest, number 17, Ezekiel Tovar, or City Connect, Todd Hollinsworth. Incidentally, St. Louis Cardinals... They are getting a City Connect uniform. I don't know if you heard that. It's coming this year. Rumor is Ooh. it's also going to be green like the Rockies, except it's going to look like a $50 million bill or a $50 million check that's signed by the Rockies front office. That hurt. And on that, note, that hurt, Patrick. That was <laughs> that was. These awesome. are the rumors. Look, I got my <laughs> I got my ear to the to the grapevine, the groundstone, the grindstone, all of that stuff. Whatever you want to say. Uh, I'm listening, and that's look. The streets are talking. They're talking about the us. The streets talking about are us. talking. Get the hell out of here. Streets is talking uh, about us uh, and all the fun stuff that we're doing on Twitter. Get get involved in the next retweet rewind. You can do that at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And y'all know you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. This has been wonderful, momentous even. But you know what they say about momentum. Patrick, what do they say? They, not me, they say it's only as good as your next show. So we'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. We're going to talk a little bit of funny baseball cards on the DVR Sports channel on YouTube.